you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Jo. I'm Lucy. Welcome back to the Juggle Podcast. We are so excited today because we're celebrating. It is our 25th episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, if you haven't been around since the beginning, we thought it might be a nice little idea to give you a quick recap on who we are. So I'm Lucy. I have a two-year-old daughter and I'm a senior associate at Small Law Firm where I practice in several areas, but mainly wills, estate planning and deceased estates. And I'm Jo. I'm an employment lawyer with my own boutique employment law business, 3DHR Legal. I'm also wife and mum to three kids, eight, six and four. And the most exciting thing that's happened to me recently is that I was selected as a finalist in Regional Suburban Lawyer of the Year in the Lawyers Weekly Awards. So I'm doubly celebrating. Well done to you. Thank you. So Joe and I only met back in January this year and by March we had launched this podcast. We realized that we had a common interest and a common goal, which was and still is, to support other women to better manage their career and family. And so we decided that we would be better doing it together. So today we're going to share a little bit about our personal lives. In fact, we're going to share our ideal day, not necessarily what happens, but what we would love to happen every day. But before we kick off, we want to tell you that the episode is sponsored by our friends at Law CPD. Law CPD offers premium online CPD courses for lawyers Australia-wide. And not only do they offer great interactive, informative courses, the best part is you can do it anywhere and anytime. Law CPD are very generously offering 10 hours of professional development free of charge to one of our lucky listeners. That's 10 free CPD points. No state knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In WA, at least 10 CPD points is your whole CPD requirement for the year. And we think that's the case in most other states. So this is an awesome prize. You can go into the draw by visiting the website lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. And all you have to do is answer one simple question. Where do you feel the most productive and why do you think this is? Law CPD will select the winner at the end of August and of course we'll announce the winner on our social media too. Most importantly, you don't have to be a lawyer to enter. The courses that they offer are general professional development courses too, like learning to assert yourself or dealing with difficult clients, which is something that I think everybody needs to know about. We will include the link to enter the competition in the show notes, but it's lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. Now on to today's show. So our ideal day, in order to share our ideal day, we thought we needed to break it down into the different components of the day. So for us, our day actually starts the night before. Well, for you, I think oh, okay. your day might start the night before. We spoke about this when we were preparing and you had this long list of all the things you do the night before. And then it was over to me and I thought, mm, I don't really do much the night before. I don't even set, set an alarm because Lily wakes me up at no later than 6am every day. I'm waiting for the day when Lily will not wake you up and you'll be like, oh my God, I've got to get out of bed and I can't get to work on time. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day too. <laughs> <laughs> you'll love it. it be great. There'll be that moment of, oh my God, I slept in. That was fantastic. And then they'll be like, oh my God, how do I get to work? What do you have to do to prepare the night before? Well, 
it always starts off with Evan and I sort of looking at each other and going, right, what's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> so we always have a conversation about what tomorrow is going to bring. And that's everything from who's doing the drop off, who's doing the pickup to school. Is there anything else that needs to be done during the day? It's always a night before kind of routine. But on your ideal day, would this be a night before or would this be, we've decided that Evan does Monday, Tuesday or every day or whatever it might be? That's a good point, actually. I would love to have that amount of routine. And some people do, you know, they know every week that mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, it's just the standard thing. And then it's only if something unusual pops up. So yeah, there is definitely a large part of me where that would love to have that, but I kind of don't ever see it happening. And I think that's because I run my own business. So things can change at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we work out who's going to do what. And we also have to look at the calendar and work out if there's any during or after school activities that we need to be at. With the three kids at school now, it is so busy with all the bits and pieces that they do. So not only do you have to make sure that you're there if one of your children is presenting in some sort of assembly, but you also need to make sure that they've packed their bag with whatever they need for the after school activity. And for my kids, that's either dancing or maybe a sport after school, another sport after school as well. And also who's going to take them. So how often does this preparation, bag packing, et cetera, actually happen on the night before? (laughs) Good good, good question. I fear Uh, this day when it will one day arrive for me. We might be 50% of the time, which doesn't sound great, but I think that's not too bad. And sometimes it's, you know, like telling the child, okay, you've got netball on after school tomorrow, make sure you've packed your netball bag. And then we forget about it because we've told them to do it. And of course they haven't actually done it. It's all right. They're old enough to know. <laughs> um, so the ideal day would be that their bags would be packed ready for tomorrow's activity. I would have, or they would have set out their clothes for the day already so that there's no frantic rush around to find a clean shirt for school. And I would also have decided what's for lunch because sometimes my decision-making, as they say, there's that research to say that you only have so much ability to make so many decisions in the course of one day. And if you're ruining all of your good decision-making in the morning by deciding what to pack them for lunch or what to wear, you're taking away a lot of your cognitive ability, I think. Yeah. And then just random things will happen. Like last night, my six-year-old was told to put her shoes ready for today and she didn't want to do it. And I finally went up to find out what was going on and why she was crying quite a lot and and saying that it couldn't be done. And I found her and she had tied one of her shoes with the shoelaces to the bedhead of the bed and she couldn't undo the knot. So that was a problem. And the other shoe wasn't tied to the bedhead, but it wasn't tied because she'd cut it off. Oh, whoops. Yeah. So that created a whole other thing about trying to find some new shoelaces. Did you have some? Oh, we just stole one from another shoe. Yeah. (laughs) Problem solved. That would do. Poor thing. She was absolutely devastated, but I don't know what she expected cutting her shoelaces off. And ideally, I'd be going to bed by 10, but often it's not till midnight. How about you? What time are you normally trying to go to bed? I like to go to bed by at least 10. I used to stay up much later than that, but it was never good for me because I'd always be grumpy the next day. Yes. So I need to be in bed by 10 really. And I'm pretty good at that now. I learned that not doing that was not good for anyone involved. So yeah, 10 is good. Okay. So Lily wakes you up in the morning and then what happens? Well, on an ideal day, if my husband Jack is at home, he does triathlon Ironman training. So quite often in the morning, he is out doing training at ridiculous 
by 4am or something stupid when normal people are sleeping. So he's quite often out by the time we wake up. But if he's there to make up for the fact that he's often not there, he usually takes Lily and I sleep for about another hour or so, which is always heaven. Oh yeah. Otherwise we get up and make Lily breakfast and on an ideal day would have a little play by herself. Sometimes she just wants to read books all morning, which is not that nice at six o'clock. I can do a couple, (laughs) but we have to go through the whole bookshelf and yeah. (laughs) It's only so many books I can read. You've created a monster. (laughs) A real monster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Your kids are old enough to make their own breakfast. They are, which is fantastic. All of them, actually, all three of them, even the four-year-old, he's into it now. The only thing that he has trouble with is if the milk is too full. But most of the time, one of his older sisters will give some help with that. So it's not too much of a problem. The problem for us is wake-up time. So my eight-year-old just seems to be an early bird and we don't really want them to get out of bed until six o'clock what she is doing now that we've moved into a new house with a downstairs and an upstairs and the bedrooms upstairs. She doesn't seem to really want to go downstairs on her own. So she busily wakes up her sister, which is not great. So ideally they would all sleep until six and then they would go downstairs, make themselves breakfast. Bring you some breakfast. Oh, well, I'm not into crumbs in the bed. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Ideally they'd just make themselves breakfast and then they would put their dishes in the dishwasher and they'd come upstairs and get dressed. That would be great. That would be nice. Does that happen? The breakfast bit does. Well, you know, today, today was really ideal because they did. They had breakfast and they got themselves dressed and they even made their own lunch for school. Wow. It was amazing. And I think it's because yesterday was the first day back to school after school holidays and we were late. <laughs> I told them. I told them that it was because I was doing all of these extra things for them that, you know, they hadn't got around to doing. And if they just helped each other a little bit more, then we wouldn't have been late. And I think they took it to heart. Yeah, it sounds like they did. Good work. Yeah. So after reading to Lily for hours, then what? After reading to leave hours, we have a shower, we get ready for work, which used to be easy because she used to come and sit on the side with me and do my makeup with me, which meant she was just holding a empty brush and she would just play around with it which was quite sweet but now she likes to play and usually run away when it's time to get dressed so that's always a fun game (laughs) so ideally you would be having a shower on your own without interruption yeah that never happens but that wouldn't be too bad and then get ready and then get Lily dressed she's not old enough to dress herself yet but she does sometimes try which is quite sweet Mm, or if she doesn't try she just runs away which is also quite funny I see the funny side so it doesn't really bother me but it won't be forever two is definitely the age when they start dressing themselves and if you've got a husband like mine or perhaps some other member of the family then they'll start doing things like putting their knickers on their head and it creates all sorts of strange games so ideally that wouldn't happen and they'll go where they're supposed to go (laughs) so good fun yeah And in my house, once the kids had made their lunch, they'd make their beds and they'd tidy up any mess that they had left around so that I left the house feeling like it was tidy and that they, that I hadn't left myself any jobs to do when I got home. Mm, It's not nice coming home to breakfast dishes that have been sitting out all day and other things like that. So yeah, definitely be nice to get that all cleaned up before. Yeah. And ideally, I would have squished some exercise in there somewhere. Oh, you did well. If these kids are actually making themselves breakfast and getting themselves dressed, then I should be able to go out and exercise. That's true. And we'd all be ready to leave and out the door by 8.15. Perfect. Yeah, we leave at 8. If I'm working, we leave at 8. And I drop Lily at my mum's on two of the days. And on the other day, Lily and my husband dropped me at the train station. 
that all works out usually quite smoothly. On very rare occasions, Lily decides she doesn't want to go to grandma's. Like this morning, she, we got to the front door and then she just stood on the doorstep and didn't want to go in. Oh. She didn't cry. She just wanted to figure out if this is where she wanted to be. She decided that it was when she was bribed to go and see the chickens, my parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then it was okay. But it's usually pretty good, actually. We haven't had too, too many traumatic drop-offs. But luckily, she's only going to my mum's, so she's in safe hands. Yeah. Well, I think ideally most weeks it works out that I do the drop-off to school because I need to come into town anyway and head into the office. So I'm quite happy to drop them at school, have a look at what's going on in the classroom, and then get to work by nine. And then I just, during the day, work, 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 hopefully get lots and lots of things done. You produce things, Joe. It's about producing. That's right. I hopefully am very productive so that I can close the door on work in the afternoon and the evening. Yeah, pretty much the same for me if I'm going into work. I really enjoy working, so I love the time that I spend there. I try to spend the time when I'm at the office doing things with other people and then do the work that is just kind of the heavy thinking or the me doing things by myself. I tend to do that from home. Mm because I like to be around people and I like to take that opportunity when I'm there to spend that time with working collaboratively. And a lot of the work I do is in teams. So I always enjoy that too. Or if I'm at home, which is Tuesdays and Thursdays at the moment, then I try. My ideal day would be to go and do some sort of activity with Lily, whether it's story time at the library or going to the little farm. She likes going to the little farm. Mm. But I have to admit, I'm not very good at it. I'm not very good at thinking of things to do and then actually going to do them. So we do play school on a Thursday because that is a routine and that just happens. But yeah, I would like to be a bit better at finding little activities for us to do something different yeah I have two days of the week when Zave's at home from kindy and ideally at least one of those days I would be with him and not thinking about work or doing any work and that's not really possible so ideally the work would be limited to checking the emails a couple of times just to make sure there was nothing urgent but not actually having to do any work I think yeah I'm, I'm quite good at that on my Tuesdays and Thursdays I very rarely log on during the day I will in the evening once Lily's asleep and I'm happy to take phone calls if people from if colleagues need me then they can and I quite like that because it makes me feel loved but (laughs) otherwise I don't really do any work during the days anymore she doesn't nap so I just leave it to uh, try and spend the time with her yeah okay so the next part of the day for me is after school. Yes. So ideally my husband would do the pickups every day after school Well, you've done the drop-off, so it sounds fair. Yeah, it does. It makes sense because I tend to get to that time of the day when I'm like, oh, I haven't finished or produced as many things as I need to produce. So quick, a couple of hours before I've got to be home for dinner and I have that deadline and panic of get more things done. But ideally, I wouldn't have quite so much panic. Um, If I am doing pickup, I'm ideally on time and feeling comfortable about that rather than feeling rushed because I hate feeling rushed to get there before the bell rings. And then after I pick them up, I really want to be present. And again, getting back to that idea of not thinking about the work that I haven't done or not having to actually take them home and then return to work straight away to actually be present with them, whether it's at home or whether it's at watching them at an after-school activity or whatever it might be. Yeah. I've spoken about after-school, we've spoken about after-school activities before, and I'm worried about these things, especially when you have lots of kids. Because, I mean, we talk about it in our group quite often because lots of people have 
more children and then quite a few of our people in our Facebook group have older children which I love because it's nice to see how my life might look in the future but yeah these after school activities do worry me a bit it (laughs) seems like a lot of busyness and I don't do well with that so I think it can be as busy as you want you know some people schedule themselves ridiculously and I guess the more kids you have unless you're fortunate that they all do the same activity on the same day then it spreads out across the week. The thing that I'm only just getting into now is weekend activities and that's a whole different ball game. So yeah, after school and then it's home for the dinner and bedtime routine. So because we don't have school and when I get home from work, I get home somewhere between five and half five usually. I like to leave about four-ish so that I can be home. Lily goes to bed at six o'clock. So I like to spend a little bit of time with her when I get home. Yeah. So I get home for dinner and my husband has usually made dinner. He usually does that. So it's normally ready when I get home. That's ideal. I know. Talk about ideal day. But that's most days. He does do the cooking. So I usually get home, eat dinner as soon as I get home. So that means eating at five, half five. We do have dinner quite early. And then then he normally clears up as well while I go and get Lily ready for bed, showered and ready for bed and do bedtime. And it's only been in the last six weeks maybe not even that many weeks yes that lily has let jack do the bedtime routine so lily letting jack or well, letting jack <laughs> it's a, no it was lily and then maybe i just didn't give her the opportunity for a little while there because it, oh, it was just too hard she didn't want daddy she only wanted mummy and it was easier for me to just be there for bedtime so that's what i did for two years and quite happily i didn't resent it it was only a phase as i now know it was only a phase but more recently, there have been places that I want to be in the evenings or that I need to be. And so gradually Jack started doing some bedtimes and we did it very slowly and gently and it was not a problem at all. So now he tries to do every alternate night. So we take turns at bedtime, Mm. which is nice because he really enjoys that. And this is really lame, but I really enjoy cleaning the kitchen. (laughs) talk about ideal day I'd love to clean my kitchen it's nice because I don't get to do that because he always does it (laughs) you're you're still laughing it's nice to just do it in my own way and you know actually clean out the shelves in the fridge not just put the stuff back in if we're talking about super ideal day someone else would be coming into my house and doing that for me (laughs) I quite enjoy it it's quite sad so sometimes Jack does bedtime and I go and clean my kitchen and then he usually falls asleep too and bearing in mind he normally gets up at silly o'clock so he's quite tired so then I just have the evening lonely evening Uh, (laughs) what about your dinner bed how does that look so we would aim to be home by five and that's assuming that whether I've been working or whether I've been doing pickups and activities or whatever Mm -hmm. so that dinner can be prepared and we can be eating by six o'clock I haven't reached the homework stage yet, so that's going to add in another <laughs> ball game. But at the moment, ideal days that the kids just, you know, empty their own lunch boxes and get out of their school clothes and amuse themselves for that little bit of time whilst I'm making dinner. Or, you know, they might even help me make dinner, which can be good. And then it's someone's putting the kids through the, the bathroom and the showers and someone's cleaning the kitchen. So we kind of, you know, take that turn about like you do. And do you enjoy cleaning the kitchen as much as me? Sometimes I enjoy cleaning the kitchen because the kids are being painful in the shower. So. <laughs> Fair enough. 
it's like, oh, this is easy. Definitely. After two years of doing bedtime and the first time I wasn't doing bedtime and I was doing the kitchen, I was like, wow, you've had it easy. <laughs> bedtime usually used to take up to an hour and now it's about oh. 15 minutes. Yeah, he's had it easy. Yeah, cleaning the kitchen is <laughs> always just 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's really nice. We all sit together. Ideally, we all sit together on the couch in the lounge room and reread books. And sometimes it's me reading to one child or two children and, and Evan reading to the other or others. Sometimes all three of them want to listen to the same book. So it just kind of varies. And our eight-year-old does her reading as well. So sometimes she's reading to all of us. And that's really nice. And then we just do that until bedtime, which is seven o'clock. Although at the moment we're kind of extending it out for our eight-year-old and trying to allow her to stay up for another half an hour to just, she likes to read. And given she wakes up so early in the morning, hopefully extending the bedtime at the end of the day might put a bit of a temper on that. Yeah. Good plan. I like it. And then the kids are in bed and it's like peace, right? Ideally, they don't get out of bed. They don't call out. They just go to bed and go to sleep. That's ideal. Good for you. Yeah, that doesn't happen in my world, but hooray. <laughs> it's ideal. It's ideal, Lizzie. We're talking it's about ideal. the ideal. Very true. Now, after Lily's in bed, I usually go and work or we quite often do our podcast things in the evening. And on an ideal day, I don't mind that, especially when I structure my day that way or my weeks that way so that I can spend time with Lily and do the collaborative stuff at work so that then and then I do my solo work I suppose quite often in the evenings which I quite enjoy but lately I just haven't really felt like doing that and I've kind of taken a bit of a back seat I suppose and I've slowed down a little bit so I've been watching Call the Midwife after bedtime (laughs) and I usually watch a couple of episodes I've just finished season two I've watched the whole thing and I've just started I watched the whole thing years ago and have recently started again so I don't watch much TV, but TV series now and then come up. So I'm on to call the midwife at the moment, which is quite nice. Similar kind of story. An ideal day for us is, well, for me, is feeling that when the kids are in bed, there's no more jobs to do. Like there's nothing that I have to do mm-hmm. and that my time is my own. And ideally, I would probably sit with Evan and he tends to like to just relax in front of the TV and I'd sit with him and usually there's not too much on to watch and I would rather read. So I would sit and read a book and then every now and then pay a bit of attention to what's going on on the TV and usually annoy him with like, what happened then? What did they say? Yes, (laughs) watch it if you want to know. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the conversation that happens sometimes. I love that you say that you annoy him because that's about like what happens here too. If Jack hasn't got, got put Lily to sleep and gone to bed, then he'll come up and sit on the sofa and he usually watches Iron Man related things really? on YouTube, like really not interesting to me. <laughs> but I'm all like, talk to me, you know, yeah. like poking him, like, you know, let's do something. And he's yeah. like, are you serious? I've been up since four o'clock. Just leave me alone. <laughs> no. Yeah, ideally as a couple, we should be there in the evenings having a conversation together and, you know, talking about our days and all that kind of stuff rather than just feeling so zoned out that we just want to zone in front of the TV. Yeah, very true. I think that that is important. And ideally, it'd be nice to actually go out some nights after the kids are in bed. That would be good. I've never done that. That's the thing. So yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> you have done that. It wasn't that long ago that you had a night out. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> but that would be nice, right? Yes. No, it's an ideal day. That would be nice now and then. Yes. Yes, it is. And then it's back to, you know, bed and hopefully going to bed again by 10 o'clock, ready to do it all again the next day. Yeah. 
So sometimes the ideal day doesn't always happen, but it's good to have a picture of what the ideal would look like so we have something to aim for. Yeah, and also to actually take the time to do this exercise of working out what your ideal day is so that you can do the things to make it happen, whether that's actually on the weekend planning out who's going to do pickups and drop-offs during the week or having a really good calendar that's synced with your partner. Yeah, and I guess the other thing is that we get so busy living day to day that we don't often stop and think what we do and why we do things that way. When, when we were preparing for this and I got to the evening and I thought, well, what does my ideal evening look like? And I honestly came back to work because I enjoy working and it may not be how everyone wants to spend their evening. But like I just said before, I've structured my week that way intentionally so that I can spend other time doing other things. And so I do quite like working in the evening, although I haven't really been doing it lately, but that's okay. Things can, things can change. <laughs> They can, absolutely. So we recommend that all of you take some time to think about your ideal day and plan it out over a week because often, as we've heard before from Laura Vanderkam, it can be a lot easier to think about it on a weekly basis as opposed to a day. Mm. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go back and listen to that episode with Laura Vanderkam. She's a bit of a time management expert and she had lots and lots of really helpful tips. Come and tell us in our Facebook group, which is the Juggle Community, what your ideal day looks like and what your days look like in reality. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And we want to say a special thanks again to Law CPD for sponsoring the episode today. Being our 25th episode, it was pretty special for us. And we hope that maybe you might get something special out of it too if you enter this competition that Law CPD have. What a segue. So don't forget <laughs> to visit <laughs> lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition to enter Law CPD's very generous competition to win 10 hours of professional development. All you have to do is visit that website. And again, it's lawcpd.com.au forward slash the juggle competition. We will have it in the show notes. So don't feel like you have to rush off and grab a pen. And when you get there, all you have to do to enter is answer a simple question. Where do you feel the most productive and why do you think this is? Easy. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.